Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I am here with my friend, as always, Vic Mattis of the Washington Free Beacon. How are you doing, Vic? Uh, hello, Mary Catherine. I am hanging in there. We had a, what I had planned to be a lovely Mother's Day brunch. Yes. And it was a big surprise because I didn't tell. What you had planned. This is I ominous. Had, yes. Yeah. And <laughs> so I, I had planned for this. I really look forward to a really great restaurant, something that I really love out out there in Fairfax. It's sort of French okay. themed. Okay. The challenge, of course, would be the kids. What are they going to order? You know? So we go there. and Just frites. Just frites. Sorry. Just they didn't even for the have kids. that. It was like palm puree and things. But the problem is this. And I don't know why I don't learn from this because – Going out to Mother's Day for at a restaurant is the same thing as when you go out to Valentine's Day, yes. and it's just insanity, and it's crowded, and the service and the food, everything is just a notch lower than it normally is. The menu is set, and even at a great restaurant as this one, I'm not going to name names, it was that way for me. Everybody else seemed to do fine. They liked what they you know had. I thought somebody, like my son's chicken was a bit dry, and I'm eating everybody's food, of course. <laughs> Naturally. But- I got this steak, a ribeye, and I ordered, I, I just ordered a medium rare, okay? And I had a couple of drinks. So I get it. I cut into it. It's pretty much rare. Like, not even rare, like purple, like what you call blue, you know? Sign me up. Yeah. And so, me up. You know, as my mother-in-law would say, you just slap the cow and then serve it. So <laughs> I ate that anyway. And then for the next uh, two days, I had food poisoning. Oh, no, And I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm pretty sure. But I don't – you know, I'm not 100% sure, so I'm not going to name the restaurant. But it was – that was my situation. That is unfortunate. The the good news is I ate less. (laughs) And maybe I – I'm feeling trim. I I think I lost a pound. But that was it. I I, You know, I I shouldn't have taken the Pepto-Bismol because now I'm fine again. I went to a French restaurant the other night and had a very nice experience. But my entire order was (laughs) – escargot and oh, steak nice. tartare <laughs> i was like give that me give me all the things that are likely to give me yes food and gout <laughs> and gout. no 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 you did you did great yeah i think good. that was that your mother's well, I, day what did you do for mother's day for mother's day we went to uh lake anna and oh, yes. a college friend of mine was there who lives in town and a uh, childhood friend of mine came up from my hometown with her family so we had let's see three dogs and s- how many children one, two, three, four, five, six. Six children. But this is this is your place out there. You mm-hmm. have a place. So, this and is, so this is, in case listeners are wondering, this is Mary Catherine's Camp David. Yeah. This is where she lives. <laughs> so we were all piled in out there and had a nice rambunctious time, as one might expect. And then on Sunday for Mother's Day, after, you know, hanging out with the kids and mm-hmm. feeding kids and, and doing some laundry and whatnot, as mothers do, we all – some I don't know whose idea it was, but it was a great idea – said, let's take some beers and go to the dock and just sit. That's and, uh, and idyllic. We did. It was like it was like fifty degrees, uh-huh. so oh. it wasn't quite idyllic. But we <laughs> took some blankets down there, and we're like, the men can handle all of this. So we went down there and just chatted for a while. You and, sat uh, on the dock. Yes, like you sat on the dock with your. We don't have a video, but I'm actually doing a, a, a motion with my hands, like with your feet sort of wading in the water. No, no, no. It's too cold for that. Oh, okay, it's too cold for that. We just sat down there, and because uh, I'm picturing like like one of those drug commercials. You know, like Humira yes. or Fisenro or something the only, where they're just sitting there. It was like that. And the yeah. the only man Sounds invited wonderful. was Scout, the dog. He came down to hang out with us. Yeah. And as, Scout is a Belgian Malinois. He's very regal looking. He's quite a handsome specimen of a dog. It's a great but dog. not always as agile as one would imagine. And he was sort of trotting around the docks. 
and oh. uh, and fell just straight up fell in the water by accident. Wow. Which I enjoyed very much because he tried he kind of tried to play it off because he's very cool. He kind of tried to play it off. Who knew? Who knew that that, that that's his that's his like one weakness. You know, <laughs> it drug, doesn't it doesn't show up that often, but I enjoy it when it does. I was going like, to say drug ah. sniffing. He's good at you know, <laughs> but so that was enjoyable. I got a nice, a beautiful Lovely. pair of earrings from my husband, who's very thoughtful, and asked me three months ago about some specific pair of earrings, and then I had forgotten, and here they were on Mother's Day. So three. Look months. at him he was, go. He was looking ahead that far. He is a very good gift giver. Man. Yes. Which he needs because it makes up for other things, right? Right, baby. I can't imagine what I saw him the other. I saw him last week. Yes, and he's he he he's the same. He's like it's like oh, meeting GI Joe. Oh, he was he was. We went <laughs> went to a book party. Vic was at this book party, and uh, Steve and I occasionally, in uh, much in the way of like a seventy three year old retired couple end up accidentally dressing alike sometimes. <laughs> so we'll both come out ready to go to an event, like ah. This isn't going to work. I got some great workout tips from him. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So we, we get ready for this party, and he comes up. It was it was Cinco de Mayo, so he comes out sort of eh, a little bit of a Western look. Mm-hmm. And I also had had a Western look with a with a jean, a denim vest, <laughs> and some and some trendy boots. And uh, we went to the party, and it, everyone was like, well, "Was there a costume memo that we didn't get?" <laughs> but that's that very Steve. Yes. He was uh, he was very popular at the party. As he often he is. is. Yeah. He is. So what did he tell you to do for your calf and whatnot? Oh, the, well, he under, he says, well, if you're not running for, like, normally it goes, how long is that? It's like, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. Then he says, you better be lifting for 45 minutes or an hour. And he was just showing me some other moves that I'm never going to pull off. But nevertheless, <laughs> it was nice talking to him. Well, now you now yeah. you know. Yes. Now you know. All right. We got to do some news. I know. Vic, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. For Mother's Day at the Supreme Court justices' homes, oh. they got a great gift of protests on their lawns, yeah. on their sidewalks, in their neighborhoods. This is the thing that we are doing mm-hmm. now. Okie doke. Let's establish a couple things. You are, of course legally allowed to be on a public sidewalk or what have you. Your speech is allowed to be there. It gets a little hairy when you're going to people's personal residences, because I think it's fairly clear that the object is not just to speak, but to intimidate specific figures and not just those specific figures who have those roles as justices, but also the innocents in their family who have nothing to do with their roles. So that's where we are right now. And it is, it's a robust movement of saying this is awesome well, <laughs> on the left. I am sure that if the shoe was on the other foot and there were crazy conservative protesters outside the home of Sotomayor and Elena Kagan... Right, that, that would, they would be feel a, the same way. Okay, I think they'd right? feel. I, I think they would feel the same way. They'd be as concerned as we do. It's something that we do on this show only very rarely, which is what about? Uh, <laughs> and, and what about what about the media cover? What about the media coverage of this though? Well, and this is this is the the sort of race to the bottom for everyone, which is which is well, our our insurrectiony behavior is better because it's on the b- behalf of the good people. And it's like, okay, no, guys, we actually should have some standards. Speaking of standards, Jen Psaki, oh uh, soon soon to be departed from the the press secretary position, Jen Psaki said in her or last week on the job, she was asked about these protests. Go ahead. 
does the president plan to condemn the leak of the Supreme Court draft opinion or the doxing of the justices now that we've seen violence unfold? Well, I would say that we have been clear, and the president's position has long been, that we should not see protest that takes the form of violence, that takes the form of vandalism, um, and that threatens anyone. Um, that has long been his position for his entire uh, career and continues to be his position. And for tomorrow, um, your office released that... But can I say one more thing? Sorry. We have not seen violence... Uh, or vandalism against Supreme Court justices. We have seen it at Catholic churches. That's unacceptable. The president does not support that. We have seen it at some conservative organizations that we don't support that. And we certainly call for, we know the passion, we understand the passion, we understand the concern. But what the president's position is, is that that should be peaceful, the protest. But continue, go ahead. So we understand the passion. Is, is it threatening when they're at their homes and neighborhoods, again, versus at the Supreme Court? Right. Well, this is the question. And people are saying, well, if we don't have if we don't have privacy over abortion, then they don't deserve privacy at home. And it's like, well, you could use this standard for anything. And it goes south very quickly as soon as you start using this standard. She did. She did sort of restate this week, uh, taking a little bit harder line because the president's sort of out to lunch on this stuff. He didn't condemn the leak from the Supreme Court. He has not condemned this, except I believe through Jen Psaki in that very light way in the first time you heard it. And she says, uh, she tweeted, uh, POTUS strongly believes in the constitutional right to protest, but that should never include violence, threats, or vandalism. Judges perform an incredibly important function in our society, and they must be able to do their jobs without concern for their personal safety. I'd like to be a fly in the wall when that decision happened. Where they said, I don't know, we might have to just hedge our bets a little bit in case violence does break out or somebody throws a Molotov cocktail through a window of somebody's home. I think it goes all the way back to maybe Obama's State of the Union. Do you remember this after Citizens United? And he went after the Supreme Court and the justices were sitting there, you know, uh, in the on the floor of the chamber. Yeah, that was and good times. all the, the senators who are around them, Dick Durbin, everybody else were clapping loudly and, and, and booing basically the Supreme Court justices. Do you remember this? And Alito had mouthed the word no. And he shook his head and everybody attacked Alito. Yeah, of for course. How dare you? Well, you can't. Yeah, you can't president. you can't criticize no. Obama. No, that's that's gosh. just crazy no. talk. And I think that started. And so uh, then I think that just opened the door for more sort of intimidation and pressure tactics against the justice. Well, if you'll remember, uh, Schumer also stood outside the court in 2020 and said, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Mm-hmm. That was a couple of years ago. This week, Lori Lightfoot of Chicago tweeted my... To my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, the Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms. Now, that tweet's been up for many an hour now. <laughs> oh, that's not going to get flagged. Are you kidding me? And It's so strange yeah. because I've, I've also heard that from reliable Twitter friends that they have been reporting tweets that publicize the home addresses of the justices. And strangely, those do not violate Twitter policy. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Can you imagine? C- certain allowed doxing. If well, it's, you will. it's like targeted harassment of certain people is a different thing. When your single issue is this issue, then all bets are off, yeah. right? Time to take the gloves off. Uh, democracy is at stake. And it's weird because they're completely detached from reality, which is 
that if, this, if, if, if Roe v. Wade does in fact get overturned, it is not the banning of abortion, but rather your state, your legislators and your governor get to make that decision and you can vote for them or not and they will reflect the will of the people of that state. And if you don't like it, you can always go to another state if that's what you want to do. But in the grand scheme of things, it's still much more the Democrats' proposals, for example, are much more extreme than in Europe. Yes. Having to sort of put your name on those policies, yeah. uh, which Schumer is uh, is requiring that yeah. Democrats do, can I mean, be problematic. Is, in a place like, yeah. for instance, Ohio, where Tim Ryan, formerly a pro-life mm-hmm. Democrat, had to admit to Brett Baer on Fox News that, well, I'm just for a full nine months with no restrictions now, because that is what the Democratic Party requires of him. Yeah. However, voters in All Ohio, in. including many Democratic voters Especially in Ohio, Ohio. Not, not on board with that. By the way, I do want to flag a little bit of possibly fake news. It sounds like the news story that Samuel Alito had been moved to an undisclosed location was more rumor than news oh. from what I can gather. I tried to sort of drill down on that and couldn't find him anywhere. Him and his family. Right, that they had been moved. I have not found confirmation of that, so it seems a little a little light on the evidence thus far. In Madison, Wisconsin, there was a an attack on a, a pro-life organization's building. No mm-hmm. arrests have been made in the suspected arson over the weekend at the office of an anti-abortion group. Madison Police Department Chief Sean Barnes announced Monday. And so I believe there's a Molotov co- cocktail involved and yeah. some graffiti, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. If abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. By the way, I do, I do not mean to make light of this, but the penmanship on that uh, that vandalism that graffiti is very nice. Well, that's the this very is nice. this is the conspiracy theory is the pushback that this is a, possibly a false flag operation, right? right? A false well, hate it, crime. It always could end that's up funny. being that. I do like to reserve. We uh, don't know but, reserve judgment yeah. until we know more because we often see hate crimes, for instance, end up being hate hoaxes. Yeah, hate and hoaxes. so I like to to hold off until we have more evidence. To wait that. and see, but but it, either way, it's not good about what's happening in terms of the political discourse. And again. When you think about this, and I was reading this in the Wall Street Journal editorial just the other day, you know, if you think about in Democrats or liberals' minds, the abortion policy of Mississippi, which they say is very extreme, which is uh, the 15-week limit, right? Right. 15 That is still more lenient than the abortion policies in Germany, France, Italy. Uh, would they be upset about that if they live there? Well, uh, they're actually – Bill Maher this week was saying that he had had recently learned that the European restrictions were so – Restrictive. It is something that not a ton of Americans are well versed no. in because we are led to believe that we live in this, you know, mm-hmm. barbaric place mm-hmm. where the only place that could have any pro life sentiment mm-hmm. in the entire world. No, that's not true. No. <laughs> that is not true. No, no. And in fact, the, the Women's Health Protection Act would, you know, would basically put us on a par with what? North Korea? China? Yes. I think. Yeah. I'll, also, I believe Canada is extremely really? uh, permissive. If, if I'm not mistaken, it's like, Nine months and obviously taxpayer funded because their right. health system is. Britain and uh, the Netherlands are the most permissive, I think, in Europe at 24 weeks. But even this would go beyond that. I will fact check myself yeah. if I am wrong about Canada. Yeah. And parental <laughs> consent, I think, which is uh, not an issue with the Schumer bill. Yeesh. I mean, yeah. uh, feel free to sell that. I, I mean, know. That's. They're I, all in. I, but I don't think they can dial back at all. So the idea. Joe Scarborough was complaining about this the other day. Can't we do something in the middle? You know, half a loaf versus the no loaf. The 15 weeks is the middle. Yes. And and, welcome to the middle. And no, they can't. They can't. I am. It is amazing just to watch all the all the leopards change their spots. And as soon as as soon as 
the mm-hmm. disruption and the protesting and the the threatening of public mm-hmm. officials is on the right side. Right. It's like, ah, it's this okay. seems like an okay idea to yeah, us. That's yeah. right. And you mentioned about the Democrats and, and, and Biden and their policy. You were mentioning about Tim Ryan, you know, people who were, you know, formerly pro-life and now having to be all in on this. Biden is the same way. And I think it wasn't Jen Psaki uh, yeah. up there also saying that President Biden supports Oh, yeah. Full she on. was asked, like, could does is he has he changed his position to the point that it's nine months without restriction? And she's like, that is just between a doctor and a woman. That's our Catholic president. That's, that is, that's how it goes now. So yeah, we will have a couple, we will have like a week or two more mm-hmm. of sort of intellectual mm-hmm. rationalization mm-hmm. in media about how protesting yeah. in front of people's public officials houses is totally fine. Yeah. And, uh, and really great. And look, it is speech, right? That part I get that does not mean it's advisable and good for yeah. our society, as is the case with, for instance, some of the January 6th participants who were engaged in speech yeah. in many cases, but they were also in, engaged in speech like inside the building, right? <laughs> this is different That's right. than if you were outside in like Upper Senate Park. These are different things. Yeah. So look forward to it. Yeah. Chill out, everybody. You're right on the Canada stuff. Abortion is legal in Canada at all pregnancy stages. And in Canada, anyone over 12 years of age can legally have an abortion in a clinic or hospital without consent or permission of parents. And it is covered by their health care. So, I mean, if you, a lot of people talking about, there, there are, it does, it does amuse me that some liberals who don't know about Europe are like, maybe I'll, Maybe I'll move, move to, to Europe. Yeah, move to, to Germany, and it's like that's not going to yeah. help you. But you, it's closer to go to Canada, so you could yeah, you could right. go there, which is where they're always threatening to go when Republicans win the presidency, anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. Twelve twelve weeks in Germany, <laughs> ten weeks in France. Yeah, we have mask news. Oh, good or bad? It's not great. It's mm. not great. But we like to keep you up to date on masks. As a as a dedicated mask reporter, Mary Catherine Ham. <laughs> I'm looking at it. This is from the Washington Free Beacon. Boston Public Schools won't let students ditch their masks two months after the city dropped its indoor mask mandate. According to the school district's COVID-19 health and safety guidelines, all staff and students must wear a mask on school property or while riding school buses. The mask requirement remains more than two months after the city dropped its indoor mask mandate. Some parents are frustrated by the inconsistency because you can see pictures of people at like Bruins games yeah. like, slobbering all over each and other right. and pouring beer. But no, not in the elementary schools. Is it because the children are more prone to uh, lethal COVID? I mean, that must be it, right? Than the grownups yeah, and the senior citizens at a Bruins game. Is that what it is at the Fleet Center? I think. I watching think the that's, Celtics. Well, the Fleet Center is probably it's probably just uniquely immune, right? <laughs> uniquely that's, that's immune. Yes. Yeah, not the- not at the Garden. Back in the day, you get all sorts of things at the Garden, but uh, I think anyway. all over Boston, yeah, you can get all sorts of things. <laughs> So they're complaining still in Boston, understandable. In New York, by the way, they I think they just retracted a rule that mm-hmm. was going to make people, students who wanted to attend prom mm-hmm. were going to have to be vaccinated for COVID-19. Because that works just like the White House correspondence. Yes. Yeah. And, and by the way, the unvaccinated and vaccinated kids go to school next to each other all day anyway, right? They were just going to make this yeah. one important event punitive yeah. to That's those right. minors Right. Who were unvaccinated, and I believe they decided to uh, pull the plug on that because, thankfully, toddlers are still masked in New York, so everybody can remain safe. <laughs> I don't understand Everyone how. Everyone can remain safe again when they want to follow the science. 
and the science of kids and COVID and the number of kids who are hospitalized, not with COVID, but because of COVID and the number of fatalities and even one is bad, but in the grand scheme, along with the 3% of this country that are immunocompromised, does that mean everything else has right. to shut down and I, we all have to mask just, up because of it? There has been and continues to be in some quarters, in, including media, where I think they've just talked themselves into this. Yes. There is a concerted and long-running exaggeration of risks of COVID to mm-hmm. children, right? And I I noted the other day that the Surgeon General now wants to talk about the downsides of of school closures, yeah. closures to kids. Neat. He was also a public figure while the school closures were happening and a trusted one. Yeah. And had he said something about that then, that would have been helpful. But I looked at his tweets, and do you know what he was talking about back then? What? The risk of that MISC inflammatory, very rare inflammatory condition that perhaps mm. comes post-COVID infection mm-hmm. for the tiniest, tiniest sliver of children. And it is very dangerous, mm-hmm. but it happens so rarely as to be basically not a threat. But that was his concern about kids getting back in the classroom. And now a word from our sponsor, <laughs> Ivermectin. <laughs> Dewormer. Uh, no, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The, just a, the, the a, yeah. inability to weigh yeah. risks and the yeah. way it has hurt That's children right. over and over and mm-hmm. over again. But, you know, at least in L.A. and New York, I believe they are masked, unmasked outdoors now. They are okay outdoors. Again, I don't understand when kids are the least vulnerable, as we all know, as the science show, as the data show, why is it that they're the ones that have to wear the masks? It well, just, part of it is, is that – some of them cannot yet be vaccinated. And the, the the logic is, therefore, they must mask up until they can be vaccinated. What what that ignores is that the efficacy for very young children with the vaccine yes. is not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why they're having trouble getting it through the FDA. That's right. There's not enough studies of sick kids well, to... That's, I was like, to be fair yeah. to these studies, it's hard to show efficacy mm-hmm. taking the risk of severe disease from zero to zero. Yeah. You know, it's hard that's to right. show that on paper. So they're having trouble with that. It also ignores that the cloth masks that children use and rub their snot in and and, yeah. <laughs> and put their pizza crusts uh-huh. on yeah. are not particularly helpful in protecting and anyone. And wearing it and, 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 and being forced to sort of feel that this is okay. And a lot of them do. But it's not great that they do. That's just my opinion. No, it's, so. it's not. It's not. It's not great for the development of adolescence yeah. when you sort of... Mm-hmm. And again, I... And, I, think, I, I just yeah. can't imagine that covering your face for two years is a great... Thing. Great idea. Well, they do it in China, and look how they turn out. You see, they're all great over there. Uh, That's a problem. And again, I understand that hospitalizations are up, but it is unclear to me how many of the hospitalizations are people with COVID versus because of COVID right. in those numbers. I personally, at this moment, no, I mean, there is an uptick, and I know four people right now who have COVID. I assume it's BA2. They will survive. Well, and apparently BA2 is genuinely very contagious. Yeah. Uh, it's probably... That's, I'm sure, you why might we... even not know, not even know you have it unless you go out of your way to test. Right. Well, I'm sure that's why we got a gridiron super yeah. spreader and then and a the White, White House, House correspondence Center super spreader after the gridiron. Which you had so to take... so strange. We haven't heard a lot of uproar about no. either of those. No, even though, even <laughs> though you had to take a test, even though you had to show your Vax passport, so you were, you know, double vaxxed, boosted, and took a test, and yet you're still getting it, there's something not working here. There's something not working. Okay. All right. To Ukraine. We have not yeah. done an update in a while, Vic. And it is still going on. 
So, uh, sort of unbelievable. I mean, this has been months now. Yeah. And this was always the fear, by the way, was that our attentions were going to wane and we're no longer going to care as much about it. Yes, but uh, you know that uh, President Zelensky has a way of knowing how to find the news cycle. But this has been months now. Kiev remains in the hands of Ukrainians. All the things that were to come to pass within days did not come to pass. There have been, you know, horrific battles and sieges mm. and probably war crimes in various oh, parts very of, much. of like a lot of evidence of war crimes in various parts of Ukraine that Russians took over and then in some cases were pushed out again. Well, this week was Victory Day in Russia and Ukraine where they both celebrate yes. the end of World, World War, War II, II in Europe. Yeah, And so Putin gave sort of a what is being touted as a, a sort of subdued speech Somber. about it. He wasn't uh, peacocking. <laughs> he wasn't declaring victory in any of the places where he occupies uh, Ukraine. Meanwhile, Ukraine also celebrates this day. Yep. And there is a very uh, striking video, sort of like a campaign ad. Again, Zelensky knows how to work media and how this goes. He, of, yeah, he's savvy. Of, of Zelensky just w- strutting through the streets of Kiev. Telling Ukrainians, like, look, we're going to be victorious because we are a different people who believe in freedom. And that that belief is stronger than what Russia can do to us. Just just a, a rousing speech as he's walking through the, you know, besieged, formerly yeah. besieged streets of Kiev. It's very impressive. It's in Ukrainian. So you guys are not going to be able to hear in the clip that. But he's like walking past we're those little guardrails for the yeah. for the. He's in full like military style gear, just like strutting straight to camera. Like I am not afraid. So that is that's sort of emblematic of tank traps. Yeah, yes, tank traps. That's sort of emblematic of where we are in this conflict. The U.S. continues, of course, to be helpful in providing arms and intelligence assistance and all sorts of things. Which keeps Uh, on getting leaked disturbingly. Well, and then we're sort of getting to the point that people are wondering, like, what is the line between assistance and proxy war? Like, at what point are we passing it? Which is the the conversation. Quote, quote, unquote, military advisors. Yes. Right. Which is the conversation that we are going to continue to have. But, like, truly amazing that the capital city is still in... I mean, Pelosi was there visiting. Yes. And I believe someone and else Bono went this week. the Edge. Yes. For, for anyone who's ancient, like me, this was very <laughs> exciting news that Bono and the Edge made it this, I believe, a subway station. And they played. You don't want to have, like, the drums and everything. I don't know where Adam Clayton right. was for his bass. But, you know, it's, it's a big set. But all you need is a guitar and singer, subway station, like buskers. It was great. That's beautiful. I haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. We'll find a clip of it and yeah. play it. Yeah, that's right. You know what? The people of Ukraine have been through a lot, and they deserve a little U2 concert in the subway. <laughs> See, like the only concert I've been to. I've been, and you know what I multiple. thought? Multiple. I've been to multiple. I've been once to oh. a U2 concert, and oh. you know what I said to myself? I said, that Bono kid, I think he has it. I think he's what? got a future ahead of him. <laughs> I, the first time I saw him was in the summer of 92. It was so exciting. Look at really. you. Are you a big fanboy? I didn't I know this. I was huge. As like a 14-year-old going on and like beginning with Joshua Tree, and I believe I sang every song. In the concert, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm glad nobody 
who knows me knows you that <laughs> was there. Shh, don't tell. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just well, the, the handful of hammerheads. So it's idea. nice. It's nice to be old, so nobody can pull up the video. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. There's nobody with a phone looking at me. Being <laughs> did ridiculous. you have? Did you oh. have a camcorder with an attached VCR that <laughs> you carried right. around my your RC, waist? My, my my Panasonic. We had one of those. We had one where my dad carried the. The, an actual well, you VCR need to, yeah. had to be slung across you to keep the tape in, and then the, then the camera was connected to the VCR. That's right. That's right. No, was, I mean, it was 1984. I, well, I'll tell you what I was going to say, but I would not do it in the concert because, you know, I'm not a fan of uh, bootlegging. I mean, I will acquire bootlegs, right. but I will not actually do the you don't, bootlegging you don't, myself. Uh, no, no, I think that's Make the bootlegs. That's a crime. You're, you're a passive listening, bootlegger. Listening to the bootleggers, and I got some good bootlegs. <laughs> Just a passive bootlegger. Yeah, right. Speaking of bootlegging, uh, story out of Alabama. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this one? I just You just this do this drama. one. This is not the escaped murderer. Yes. Okay, yes, of course. There's a drama in Alabama. Mm-hmm. An escaped murderer... Was been, has been on the run for 11 days. I felt like I should have heard more about murder this. Murder like murder suspect, something like that. He's, I think he was in jail over oh, 2015 yeah. oh, okay. murder. Okay. Okay. But he struck up a relationship with a with the assistant director of corrections mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. prison, Casey. And the two of them, or I mean, he, Casey White is the is the murderer. And then the other, what's the woman's name? Vicky White is the, is the corrections officer with whom he had this relationship. She signed him out of prison for a mental health checkup that never happened. Mm-hmm. And they were on the run for 11 days. They were, they were apprehended after a multi-vehicle pursuit came to an end when they careened off the road and law enforcement had deployed a spike belt. The car overturned. Casey White, the murderer, surrendered. Vicky White, who was driving, was found pinned inside with a gunshot wound to the head. She later passed away. Yeah. So he has been apprehended. But my gosh, wh- where was I during this 11-day manhunt? You didn't know about this no. at the time? Oh, I was all over the... It was great media fodder, although very sad. And the thing is, there are some adorable stories about this, like Raising Arizona, My Blue Heaven with Steve Martin, right? Falls in love with the uh, officer. It's true. The reality is not as nice. No, no. It took it took, it took took a turn. But it is good news that he's been apprehended. I oh, think yes, they, they had yes, seen yes, him... Yes. I saw an ominous tweet where he they had seen him on... on uh, surveillance video at a car wash and somebody said it's never great when the convicted murderer is washing his truck out yeah that's, that's, i feel like keeping it grim today it, yeah, yeah i know I, I feel like these things though they don't they never end well like the, the the escapees particularly a corrections officer and the inmate she fell in love with that that never ends well like yeah. i don't I, I would love to have asked her you can ask him what was the plan was the plan mexico yeah the, the smoky mountains did they did they happen to just both be named White or were they like married? <laughs> I don't know. That both don't of know. their last names are White. I don't know. I don't you know, know what? If I were a news gatherer, I would find yes. that information That's for right. you. That's right. That's right. Next time. Next time. Next time. Next time on the next Getting Hammered. I have a question for you. Okay. You are telling me you have no recollection of the Sherlington Village bar crawl of 2009. That is correct. <laughs> I do not think that I was at... The Sherlington okay. Village Bar Call of 2009. You were. Okay, so uh, a little bit of uh, background uh, for our listeners. A friend of the show, Sonny Bunch, who I do the Sub Beacon podcast with, along with Jonathan Last. Sonny Bunch had made reference, I don't know why, 
to having gone on a bar. Oh, the, people are talking about Epcot. Yes, he said it was Epcot-esque yes. to go and to Shirlington. I've said that for years, and I think he took it from me, that if you go to Shirlington in Arlington, Virginia, it's just a bunch of restaurants and bars in one little strip, right? Right. And he mentioned that he had done a bar crawl, and I used to do an annual thing. And it started actually many years ago with Matt Cottonetti. Right. It was a celebrate. It was a rite of spring. To celebrate spring, we would go out. And the rule was, this is before he was married and had kids, obviously. But the rule was, if the place has a liquor license, you must go in. Oh, my gosh. Right? You must go in. And so Shirlington, of course, the initial complaint was, this place is so small, we're going to be done. But no, every place has it. So it's Chinese and Indian and Italian and oh Mexican. Gosh. So we had Drinking a around the world. John McCormick Much like was, Epcot. John, yes. And John McCormick was there. And a number of other people who I'm sure prefer that. I don't mention their names. But we went to El Guapo's and you showed up. Okay, wait. You're right. I was at El Guapo's. Thank you. Yes. So you came late. I'm dead to rights. But there you go. Uh, and made it with us to the, uh, uh, the Carlisle grand yes okay we survived some, right. some of okay. us survived Here, not here's all of the thing them. is that i was trying to imagine myself going restaurant to restaurant to restaurant and being really lit up and i did not remember that occasion <laughs> which you know maybe yeah. you wouldn't remember that occasion i didn't remember being lit up with you guys but you're right i did go to that dinner i think i was just a lightweight that night and i didn't do much yeah, no you must have been sober then because because you joined up towards the end, there's like only three more stops when you get to El I mean, It's you can you can put a lot of money on the idea that I'm going to show up late to an event. So <laughs> that rings true. Consider, Vic. consider yourself lucky you missed Busboys and Poets. We went there. Oh, that was you can imagine what that was did like. Did you do some poetry readings? Our, a, a, a poetry slam. A poetry, a poetry slam. <laughs> and that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you could follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I am at MK Hammer on Twitter and Substack. I'm at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Thanks so much for being with us. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>